What's up, friends? Today we're diving into the ever so common dilemma. I am eating healthy, but I'm still not losing weight. How many of you have felt that? I hear that at least twice a day from the clients I work with. And um, I know it's a real struggle. It's a battle because it's like hard to stay motivated when you're like not seeing the results you quite wanted, but yet you feel really good. So we're going to unpack that today and give you guys some tools on how to navigate that and keep moving forward on your health journey. But before we dive in, I wanted to share with you ladies the top two ways that I can help you achieve your food freedom goals. And that's number one through my Fuel Her Awesome Food Foundations e-course. Ladies, this is the groundwork that you have to lay down before you start making any changes in the kitchen, any of them. 95% of diets fail. 95%. That's a crazy high statistic. So this means that you have a 5% chance of actually losing weight or making dietary changes and getting the results that last. 5%. Like that is not a great sales statistic. (laughs) Most people have this rebound, either weight gain or um, rebound in their eating patterns, and they don't get results that last. And this is a huge bummer because research is actually starting to show that this yo-yo or diet cycling is just as, if not even more damaging to our bodies than the extra weight itself. It stresses your heart out. It stresses your emotions out because you're like, wait, can I eat this? Can I not eat this? And I think it probably stresses your friends and family out because they can't keep up with what diet you're on and if you want to go to happy hour or not. (laughs) Yeah, no one wants that. So the Fuel Her Awesome Food Foundations is my step-by-step process to transform the way you experience food and view your body. In this course, I'm going to walk you guys through seven modules. They don't just help you ditch diet culture, but it actually helps you understand the science behind nutrition and balance so you can have your veggies and eat your cake too without any guilt associated with it. I'm going to walk you through setting your values-based goals, coming up with a healthiest me vision statement, how to reconnect with your hunger, your satiety. I do give every person enrolled a personalized, customized fuel plan. And then we walk through how to navigate like the randoms, like PMS week or vacation or, you know, the random happy. I always talk about random happy hours, which are my favorite. Like, how do we navigate all that when we're trying to stay true to our body and provide our body the healthiest fuel we can? So I'm going to have all of that covered for you guys. And this month, I'm so excited about this because I have decided to do you all a solid and give you guys $50 off this e-course through July. So that's going to be only through July. Type in summer steel exclamation point. So S-U-M-M-E-R-S-T-E-A-L exclamation point because I'm pumped to give it to you all for $50 off dropping this e-course to the lowest price it's ever been. So grab it while it's hot. Grab it while you can. Head on over to my website, Instagram, show notes. I'm going to have links all over so you can find it. But I cannot wait for you guys to join the hundreds of women who have found this same food freedom. And what I'm so stoked about this is I've been doing this for years. I mean, it's been 11 years in the making, but I've now got it in this systemized process for you guys that you can go through at your own pace. So if you've been on the fence about it, now is the time to dive in and do it. So Summer Steel, exclamation point at checkout, get $50 off through July 31st at midnight. And then the second way I can support you is always with one-on-ones. Um, if you're interested on that, shoot me an email, JessBrownRD. I'll send you over my coaching menu. All right, let's dive into today's show. Hey girl, you are amazing and you possess this unique inner awesome that the world so desperately needs. And guess what? Your body size has nothing to do with that. But I get it. 
I spent way too many years living in insecurity, and I have spent the last decade working with women just like you who have struggled with the same. And when it comes down to it, I think our amazingness becomes all too easily eclipsed by two things. Body bullying, which in turn impacts how we take care of our body. Whether it's over or under eating, over exercising or not moving at all, moving from dieting to anti-diet culture, girl, the pendulum just keeps swinging. I started this podcast because it's time to break up with body bullying and find a way to live balanced in your body. I'm Jess, a body bully warrior, registered dietitian, and food freedom guru. I believe that when we stop letting culture define health, beauty, and what we should and shouldn't eat, we are finally free to live in our own bodies. This podcast is just one of the many resources I have for you ladies. Be sure to head on over to JessBrownRD.com. Check out my ebook, e-course, supplements, meal plans. Guys, I've got so much more for you, and I'm adding to that list on the daily. Are you ready to channel your inner awesome at a whole nother level? Grab a cup of coffee, lace up those running shoes, and let's dive in to today's show. I am eating healthy, but I'm not losing weight. Help! This is what I hear on a daily, daily basis. And when I hear that, first thing comes to mind is like, don't quit. Keep going. (laughs) Because there's so much more happening uh, beyond the scale. But I get that when we are looking at that scale or we're hoping that that dial will move and we don't see it move, it can be um, it can be really frustrating. So this is where things get tricky and we really have to look at our attachment to diet culture and we have to cling to our values and our healthiest me vision statement to continue to move forward on our health journey. So there's two things I want to talk about today. Number one is set point theory. So if you've never heard of set point theory, essentially what it is, is it's understanding, it's this theory that our body has like a certain weight that it prefers to be at. Like it lives very comfortably in this weight range. And to understand what it is, we have to acknowledge the large role that genetics plays in determining what weight our body like tends to lean towards. And that's going to depend on our overall build, our bone structure, metabolism, um, muscular, musculature, and much more. And it's curious to me that we don't normally consider this when we're trying to figure out what we want to weigh. Because if you think about it, like there's some things that we just accept as genetically driven, like height. Nobody questions, you know, how tall or not tall they are. I mean, it's just kind of in their genetic makeup and we don't really work to change that. Now, part of weight is that as well, where we have a genetic predisposition based on our parents and you know what our mom ate while we were in utero and how our genes were formed that's going to set us up to weigh a certain or our body to want to weigh a certain amount and then what's really cool is the human body uses regulatory mechanisms to keep weight within its natural set point range so it's like you have this range of calories that your body needs and as long as you're eating within that range your body stays where it's comfortable So like, for example, if your caloric range is like between 2000 and 2700 calories, you have like 700 calorie, a 700 calorie margin that you can eat between. Now, if you're eating like 2100 calories, nothing's going to happen because you're within that range. If you're eating 2700 calories, nothing's going to happen because you're in that range. And what I see a lot of people doing actually, this is kind of a sidebar, but they're eating like on the low end of their calorie range. So they're you know, nothing's happening in their body. They're not seeing any changes. They just have low energy. So 
we've got this range that we do really well when we eat within that range and usually at the higher end because then we, we have more energy. But as long as we're in that range, nothing changes within our body. And then if we go a little bit above or a little bit below and outside that range, regulatory mechanisms kick in to keep our body within that weight. So like if one day with that same person, they eat 1500 calories, it's like the body kicks in, metabolism slows down, hunger goes up, and the body doesn't really change. And then same thing, like if that person goes on vacation, and has like 3,200 calories for a few days, it's like hunger goes down, metabolism speeds up. We start to crank more things through the system. I always joke you just go to the bathroom a little bit more so you might feel like your stomach's expanding, but really you just have more mass in there. But then again, those regulatory mechanisms compensate and we stay within that set point range. And this is particularly important to understand if you are someone that's trying to lose weight But in fact, you're actually fighting that set point theory or that set point weight. I've worked with a lot of women who want to lose like 10 to 15 pounds. And to do that, they have to fight their set point weight. And that can set them up for a lot of problems. I mean, to say the least is like low energy levels. But then when we're outside of that set point range and those those regulatory mechanisms start to kick on, we see things like hormone imbalances, fatigue, sleep disturbance, increased obsession about food. And so you find these women that are like really fighting against their body because they're trying to move their body to somewhere they're just not genetically set up to be. Now this next piece of information, uh, this is actually based on my observation. So I just want to be clear that this is not science-based, but something I've observed in people who Um, Because it's like, well, what if what if I do way beyond what I think my set point weight is, Jess? Like, what if I think I'm 100 pounds, you know, beyond what I was six years ago or whatever? There is this interesting thing that I've noticed that when people go beyond and outside their set point range, the body finds like different spaces of weight that they feel it feels comfortable at. So, for example, I've worked with uh, some clients who have undergone bariatric surgery And in their weight loss journey, it's really interesting how their body will pause at various places where they held that weight for a while. So for example, I had this one client who um, after surgery, she was, her weight was dropping down, but her weight paused at like post, well, first it paused at um, post second baby weight, and then it paused at post first baby weight. And then it kind of paused and she plateaued at post honeymoon weight and it went down until she was back to her like young adult early marriage weight so it was really interesting though to see and it kind of makes me wonder like do we have different set points based on like our lifespan and different places our body does feel most comfortable so I don't know again that is not scientifically researched and that's just something I've observed in supporting people in their health journeys But all this to say that we do have this weight range that our body likes to stay. And I think if we're eating really healthy and not seeing a weight loss, we have to ask ourselves this hard question. Like, am I fighting where my body wants to be because I want it to look different? And that's a tough, that's a tough question because we have to really then look at it and unpack it. Like, is this something that is diet culture driven? Like, is this something that I think is connected to my values 
And we have to look at that in detail to decide how to move forward. Because if we're going to be fighting against our body, I don't know if I'd ever say that's a good idea. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, (laughs) no, we live in our bodies. We need to be comfortable and we need to work with it and live with it. So I do have some questions to help you kind of navigate this. If you're finding yourself in the space of like, oh, crap, (laughs) I think I might be trying to fight one of my set point weights. And I don't know what to do with that, Jess, because I still don't like where my body is at and the weight that I'm at. So here are some questions to think about. So number one, what do I feel I would gain from having a better body? Like in what ways do I believe my life would be better? What do I think I would gain? This is a really important question to unpack. Most of the time when I ask this, there isn't a good answer. It's like, well, I'd feel better in a swimsuit. But in reality, like... Do we ever feel good in a swimsuit? I don't know. I've met very few people who do. And even then, I don't, yeah, it brings me to this thought of like, you know, there's a difference between body hate and body neutrality. And I think a lot of times when we're on a weight loss journey, we think we're trying to move from body hate to body love. And I just don't know body love is, I don't know. I'm actually going to unpack this in an episode in a few weeks here. I'm going to have another conversation with Bryn, she's one of my colleagues, awesome RD, Bryn Smith. She's been on the podcast before, but we're going to unpack this in more detail. But in short, when you're on a weight loss journey, a lot of times we think it's going to bring us to body love. And I just don't know if that's sometimes even a thing. And really what's a better, I think, better thing to walk towards is body neutrality. Like, And what I mean by that is we just don't focus on our body. So in other words, like the goal isn't to put on my swimsuit and feel like, woohoo, I feel like I'm like Beyonce, you know, (laughs) the goal is to put on your swimsuit and not care what you look like. So if we go back to that question, what do I feel I would gain from having a better quote, better body? And in what ways do I feel like my life would be better? It's yeah, it's like, well, I might feel better in a swimsuit, but is that even my goal? And is that attached to my values? And, you know, it can just kind of re- direct your thoughts and put a different lens on how we view that weight loss that we're working and striving after. So another question to ask, is there anything else in my life that is causing me stress or upsetting me, which I might be expressing by shifting my focus onto my body? Ooh, this is a tough one. This is something that I've talked about this here before, and I'm going to say it again. And I do want to be gentle with this because I understand this can be a hard pill to swallow. But a lot of times we have other things going on in our lives, things that are stressful, things that are overwhelming, and those things can feel really big and out of our control. And so it's almost like easier for us to shift focus onto our body because we can't fix those things. So we're going to, quote, fix our bodies. And yeah, so I think this is a fair and important question to ask when we are focusing on weight loss and trying to change our bodies. This isn't going to be everyone, but I do think it's an important question to ask. Another question to reflect upon is what do I think the world or our culture says about my body? So kind of evaluating how we feel others might be perceiving our body and then try to flip that. Like if this was my daughter saying this to me, what would I, how would I respond to her? What would I say? Or another way to phrase that is like, how would my healthiest self respond to those thoughts about how I feel the world or our culture views my body? 
And then how can I be kinder to myself and my body with words and actions to live out my values and continue to walk towards the healthiest version of myself? So here's an example of someone I worked with a few months ago. It was, as always, a wonderful woman. (laughs) I love all my clients. (laughs) But she was uh, wanting to lose five pounds and very adamant about that five pound weight loss. And so when we started, I kind of said, okay, what's so what's so great about this five pounds? And she said, well, when I did it before, I was really proud of it. Like I was really focused with my eating. I was consistent with my exercise and she's 52 years old. So she was like, I felt just really, really strong and able, especially for my age. Like I was keeping up with the 30 year olds and she was really proud of that. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, this is great. And I said, well, what about the weight you're at now, the five pounds up, can you not, like, makes it so you can't do what you did five pounds less? She couldn't answer that. But she kept coming back to, like, this, yeah, but I accomplished. Like, she felt so accomplished when she dropped that weight and got to that lower, that five pounds lower. And I was like, okay, okay, I get it. So the conversation kept going on. And then all of a sudden, we start talking more about just kind of her life and what it looks like. And turns out she's going through some major changes. Like all of her kids are graduating college. They are starting their own lives, jobs, families. They're living all over the country. She is looking at a big career change and really unsure about what her life is going to look like in the next few months. So we kept talking. And so I started creating this list of like, okay, I'm going to call her Jane. Her name was not Jane. But I'm going to say Jane at five pounds less and Jane at present weight. And I said, what was Jane five pounds less? You know, what'd she look like? What do you feel like she looked like? And what was her energy level? What did she do? How strong was she? Started breaking all that down. And then we did the same thing for Jane at her present weight. Then I got to mood and I asked her, I said, what was Jane's mood like five pounds less compared to now? And she said, well, now I'm really unsettled. And throughout this pro cons list, this was the only time that Jane at her present weight was like, had the disadvantage to Jane at lower weight. And I said, oh no, unsettled. What do you mean? And she's like, well, yeah, like all the stuff I was talking about, you know, my job, my kids, I just, I really feel like my identity is like, I I don't know what it is. (laughs) I feel kind of like I'm trying to grab onto my life raft and I don't know what it is. I don't know who I am right now. And I thought, oh my gosh, like mind exploded here because I was like, Jane, do you think that you are reaching for that five pounds because so much else is going on. And she was so receptive to that. And it was really cool to see her work and grow. But suddenly she realized, oh my gosh, I'm striving for this five pounds, not because I actually felt better, but because I've accomplished it. And things are so up in the air right now that I'm trying to go back to something that I knew I was good at and I worked hard to get there and I'm trying to grab onto that. So once we unpacked that and broke it down, she was able to let it go, which was really cool because Jane is also weightlifting. And so I think she's five pounds heavier because uh, she's weightlifting and doing a lot different. Um, We also had been working on her protein. Y'all know I love protein, protein princess. Mm. (laughs) But she, she was really, she's doing all these things. So she's stronger. So really unpacking that and working through these questions allowed her to live freely at her set point weight and to quit fighting her weight just to be some magic number. 
So if you find yourself in this position where you are eating healthy but not seeing weight loss, I do want you or I do want to invite you to consider this idea of set point weight theory and really take a look at if you think you might be trying to fight against your body's set point weight and then walk through some of those questions to help you like unpack it and decide if it's something that you really want to continue to fight or if it's possible you might be able to find peace with where your body's at right now. And on that note, I want to leave you with a few questions and reflections. If you are someone that is considering that maybe accepting my natural body weight and my natural body size is something I need to do, but ugh, Jess, I don't want to. <laughs> like, It just feels so unsafe. So here are these. How does accepting my natural body size allow me to live out my values? Going back to those values, it's like if I let go of my obsession with trying to fight my body, how much more energy do you have to put into your values? What does my natural body size allow me to do? So going back to the functionality of the body instead of looking at it for its physical form. And how do I feel when I am more neutral towards my body? And that's, again, this idea of like body neutrality, where we just aren't focusing on our body as much. We're focusing instead on our purpose, our mission, how we can serve others, how we can. And there's some intentionality, right? Like we have to have some because our body is our vessel. But if we look at it more as like our values vessel instead of our like instead of just an ornament, instead of something that is to be constantly evaluated based on its appearance, we're going to have a lot more um, neutrality and how we look at our bodies and we're going to be able to I think take better care of our bodies because then we don't have pressure like we're, we don't expect so much from ourselves there are a few exercises that I love to walk through with clients when they're working towards accepting their natural body size and I want to share one of them with you today and that is writing a thank you letter to God for your body so actually taking like if you were to sit down and you know, this is some of my um, my personal beliefs and my values, but you know, I believe God made our bodies amazing, beautifully, wonderfully made. And if we were going to thank Him for that, what would we say? Like, take a minute to write those gratitudes out on paper, and then, ooh, if you'd want to, say them out loud to someone, to me. Oh my gosh, I would love to hear them. <laughs> but there's so much power in that gratitude. The coolest thing about Getting to this space is that we keep our thoughts productive and values based and we toss out the diet culture driven attachments to weight loss so we can continue to walk towards our healthiest self and take care of our bodies. Guys, nobody in the history has ever been able to hate their body into being healthy and sustain it. That will only last a short while if it works at all. And it's also just a miserable place to live. So this is your body. And I understand you want to be comfortable in it. And you may not feel that way right now. But is changing it always the answer? I don't know. Hopefully some of these questions will help you navigate that and come up with your own answer and your own resolution. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope it strengthened your food journey and empowered you to live boldly in your body. Real quick, sister, before you go, if you liked today's episode, the best way you can thank me is head on over to iTunes, Fuel Her Awesome Podcast, leave a review and subscribe. Then take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at Jess Brown RD. 
And if you're looking for more resources, be sure to check out my website, jessbrownrd.com. I've got info on my e-course, Fuel Her Awesome Food Foundations, my 10-step ebook on how to beat body bullying, and so much more. I cannot wait to chat with you babes again. Until next time, cheers and happy eating.